Welcome to Finding Hope, The End to Suffering. Hosted by psychologist, author, and co-founder of the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership, Dr. Barry Weinhold, with national radio host, award-winning producer, and inspirational speaker, Patricia Raskin. Hi, Patricia. How are you? Hey, Barry. How are you? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you, too. I'm feeling grateful today. Uh, I've had a very wonderful visit from my daughter, and uh, we just had so much fun the last couple of days doing all kinds of crazy things, and it's been uh, really wonderful. Great, and we now have daylight savings time, so we've all had to be pay a little more attention to time. Right, yeah. One hour less sleep. We, my daughter and I stayed up late last night. We, we regretted a little bit this morning. <laughs> so it's St. Patrick's Day, and I have a couple things. My name is Patricia, so people have asked me if I'm Irish, which I'm not. And um, my mother was an identical twin. She has since passed, and she and my aunt were born on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, wow. So, so, yes. So I do have some things there. Yeah. Well, I have uh, some uh, Irish roots on my mother's side. My uh, mother's grandmother uh, was from Belfast, Northern Ireland. Hmm. And, uh, when she came over on the boat, she met uh, her husband, who's a Scotch person uh, um, named uh, William Millar. Hmm. And they got, after they met on the boat, they got married. And there you go. I wish I had. I wish I'd have been able to talk to them, find out a lot more about that story. Well, it's still all the British Isles, even though it's you yeah, know yeah, different right. countries. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so it's I, good to be here today. I, I'm I really appreciate being your co-host for this very important topic on suffering. You know, which we all do from time to time, right, Barry? I mean, it does cause us to feel isolated and hopeless, particularly what we've been through with COVID. But um, you know, it does happen. I mean, from time to time, we're going to experience pain. The question is, do we always have to suffer? And that's that's where you're an expert, Barry. Yeah, I, I'm. I've spent a lot of time helping people end their suffering in my life as a psychologist and and also as a professor. Sometimes yeah. the uh, uh, the show is really going to focus on a number of important facts that are not necessarily well known. So I'm going to just state those up front and, and, and so the audience can kind of think about those as we begin, begin our interview with Susan later in the show. Uh, the first fact is that uh, uh, basically uh, the human person has a certain learning style and the learning style of human beings is to repeat anything that happened in our past that disrupted our development in any way, like trauma. Yeah, or mm. abuse or neglect or mm. any any kind of event that mm. or that might have uh, affected the development we had and and so that's the, that the body remembers all that even if we don't and so sometime in the future the, if the conditions are right that will show up again mm. as as a almost right. like a current kind of issue that we're suffering about but it actually has roots back at the original kind so then the next Uh, So what you mean by that is that something could happen. Someone could say something to us that seems very innocent on their part. That's right. right. Something they say, and all of a sudden we go into a tailspin. 
That's right. And we don't know why. Right. And the reason is that that's our natural learning style. It, it helped. It, the, the, the objective then is when you have that happen, is to start to think about, well, what's left over from something that happened in the past that's similar to this that I might learn about now? Hmm. And the second one related to that is telling people this, and I think this is important to know, is that you're never upset for the reason you think you are. Hmm. You know, and, and so if you're upset, it's important to look a little deeper and say, well, now I wonder what that's connected to in my past. Oh. When did I get upset like this before? Right. Yeah. So that, those, just happened, that just happened to me. So I, I really, I can really relate to what you're saying. Right, let's talk about that in a minute after I finish this, then I'd love to hear that story. Well, the, the third thing is that uh, we find that if we can name it, we can tame it. Hmm. And if we can connect the dots between whatever is upsetting us in the moment with what happened in the past that connects with that, we can then learn to tame that and, 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 either reduce or end the suffering related to that. And then the last four steps in this are quite our bits of information is that uh, these kind of things that happen to us generally happen in our closest relationships mm -hmm. because it's safe mm -hmm. enough in those. We have some bonding, we, some, we, we are with people we trust. And so when that happens, uh, and in fact, when I work with couples and they tell me about the conflicts they're having, I often say, well, there's some good news and bad news. <laughs> and the good news is that your relationship now is close enough uh, for these conflicts to, uh, from the past to show up again. And the bad news is you probably don't have skills to deal with them. <laughs> so let's work on that one. So those are the four main uh, uh, points that I wanted the audience to know up front. And then when we start interviewing our guests, there are four main questions we're going to be asking. We'll ask a lot of ones, uh, you know, around those four, but those are the, the key questions. And the first one is, what happened to you in your past that caused you suffering? Mm -hmm. And that's a very direct question. And then our, we'll ask our guest that in a few minutes when we start interviewing her. The second one then is, uh, uh, what, 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 how did that affect you? that happened. What happened then? How did it affect you? That second question. And the third question is, well, how did you make sense out of that? What kind of things happened to allow you to make sense out of that? And then the fourth question, which is the, the prize, is what did you do to end your suffering in your life? What kinds of things could you recommend to other people maybe to try to do if they find themselves suffering? So those are the four key questions we're going to ask our guests and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And uh, in terms of just to give a context for us, uh, I'd like to just start with maybe sharing a, a, a little story about what happened to you that caused you mm -hmm. suffering. And I'll talk about what happened to me that mm -hmm. caused me suffering. Give the, our audience a little yeah. sense that we're, we're not we're not just the experts. We've, yeah. we've, we've been this. through it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, in your four questions, I'll probably answer it in this, and you may want to ask them to me again, but it actually happened very recently for me. I uh, made, a, made a move. Uh, I moved, only moved a couple of miles from where I live, but it wasn't a move that I had expected. The owner of the building I was in decided to renovate all of the townhouses and wasn't renewing any leases. So it was kind of a sudden. I had three or four months, but I found a place quickly, and I moved. 
And I started going through this trauma, Barry, that I didn't understand. I started feeling just, just. So how, how did it affect you? Um, it affected me in my self-talk. It was very, there was a lot of pain, just feeling pain. I was fortunate that I kept moving and I kept doing things. So I always was achieving, but I was living with this actual pain. I mean, it, it just oh. felt painful in my body. It does and, cause, it, it was an unexpected move. You didn't anticipate right. Right. And and it was also a very big move because I moved from a three floor townhouse to a one floor place. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's actually nice. I mean, I'm in a lovely place, but that isn't the point of it. The so point how, is what going how, through it. How did you make sense out of all of it when you thought about well, it? Well, what happened is I was with a friend. I was having coffee with her in my car and she looked at me and said, you know, Patricia, she said, I know you're going through this move, but I'm worried about you. Should I, something's, you know, you're not, you're not your perky self and I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. So when she said that, I started talking and then all of a sudden I started crying. And then all of a sudden I said to her, oh, I know what it is. I, I just, I figured out what the root was. It just, I think it was maybe because she asked me and I was able to cry a little bit. Yeah. I, what I, what I realized, what the, what it was was that I went through a divorce about 15 years ago and the crux of the divorce was kind of like, see ya, bye, you're out. And all of a sudden you're like, you feel like somebody just put you on the ground and you don't know what happened. Uh, and that's what this triggered. This was like, yeah. wait, wait a minute. I, I'm in a one, I'm on a one floor when I had three and the kitchen's next to the bedroom. It used to be downstairs. And yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. happened? Where, how was I thrown out of here? It was the exact same feeling, but I couldn't, realize it until she asked me the question. Yeah. And once I realized it, it didn't go away, but it subsided. Well, and that's the nature of away. You can tame it if you name it. And exactly. Exactly. And that's what exactly. you did. You you named it and 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 it slowly dissipated. Yes. Not not immediately. No, no. Don't but, it takes a while. Good. That's a great story. And uh for me, I'd have to go all the way back to my birth to uh, tell a story about uh, some suffering that happened in my life. Is my, I'm the firstborn, and my mother was 20 years old when I was born. And when they showed me to her, I guess before they even cleaned me up, you know, just after I was born, she looked at me, and I, I'll tell you why I know this. Uh, she said, "That's not my baby. Oh, he's ugly." Oh. And uh, apparently they hadn't even shaped my head yet, you know, as they often don't, don't right away. But anyway, as a new mom, she didn't know any better. And also, I believe I had hair on my body, which many newborns do, which they lose very soon afterwards. Anyway, uh, every time somebody that she knew was pregnant, she would retell that story in my presence. Oh. And oh. I grew up hearing that story over and over and over. And it really led to a lot of suffering about, I'm not, I, I must be ugly. Yeah. And uh, it took me a long time to finally, uh, it affected me. I mean, I, I, I was self-conscious of my looks. And I, 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 I was even in high school, I was, I was sort of was shy to go ask girls out for dates because I thought they wouldn't want to date somebody as ugly as me. Mm. And, and so it had a big effect on my life. And uh, I don't know when it was, but some point I kind of, 
began to see the whole situation from a different perspective. Did Again, you ever did you ever share it with her? Did she was she ever aware of it later on? No. No, she didn't. She uh, I never shared that with her because after I moved away, of course, if she continued to say it, I didn't know about it. But all the time I was at home growing up, I heard it repeatedly. So anyway, then I, I realized that uh, it was her uh, lack of information. She was really innocent. And in, in, I mean, any new mom would look at their baby and in the condition they showed me to her might say the same thing. It wasn't that unusual in the sense in that way. So I kind of was able to again uh, uh, name it and and uh, and was able to tame it. And mm -hmm. so then I, I, I haven't had those thoughts uh, since I was probably a teenager. I, sometime mm -hmm. in late teens, early 20s, it, it all kind of dissipated and I, I, I've never even gone back to that thought again that I'm ugly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, well, those are kinds of things. But don't yeah. you think, Barry, don't you think it's, this is why we do the work we do because we've been through it and now we can help other people. And that's yeah. why we're doing this program so that we can share these stories and people, yeah. people can, we can help them and help with yeah. healing. Uh, I'm, I'm open to sharing any stories that would help people understand uh, how this works in their lives as, as we share what, how it works in our lives. So I'm, I think we should do this every time is, and talk a little bit about something that happened to us that uh, was led to some suffering and how we dealt with it. Uh, mm -hmm. So we anyway, have a great guest, don't we? we have a great guest who's going to come on. Yeah, uh, I'm, I want to talk uh, just a few minutes about my book, my news, my latest book. And you were so gracious to interview me on this book already. So no, it's great. Uh, uh, see, I got to go over here. Get real. <laughs> Get real. Uh, the hazards of living out of your false self. And uh, uh, basically, the book is about what I see as a very serious uh, problem in this country. Uh, and, uh, the false self has two kind of uh, ways to show up. Uh, it shows up uh, in a deflated form as a kind of a depressed, victim-y kind of person. Mm. And, you know, people like that. I'm sure I do. <laughs> And, and then it shows up also as an inflated false self. And this is the narcissistic person who is bragging about himself, maybe embellishing his, his resume a bit to impress people and get them to like him. And the whole purpose of the false self is to get people to like you that because there's some kind of inner emptiness that says, maybe I'm not as lovable as I thought I was, or maybe people won't love me. So I have to kind of do extra things to make them think I'm, I'm worthy of, of their uh, 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 friendship. And so that's what the book's about. And it has a lot of very practical things in it. Also my own stories in it about how I discovered my false self and what I did about it. So, uh, and the book is available uh, at Amazon and uh, it's, uh, and it's also really looks at, uh, what the alternative is, which is to create an authentic or true self and how to do that. And so there's a lot of suggestions for parents to, to, to look at how they could uh, help their children develop a more authentic self than a false mm -hmm. self. Which so, is so important today for parenting. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. And particularly with COVID, it's been harder with yeah. kids being so oh, yeah. Very much harder. So yeah, let's get to the guest we have. I'm, I'm so pleased to have 
Susan Blue as our first guest on our podcast because I've known Susan for I don't know how long now. Uh, I actually went to her for body work. She is one of the most skilled body workers I've ever met. And uh, when she puts her hands on you, uh, it's not just touching you. She's she's touching your soul. And and she knows how to do that. So, uh, Susan, uh, are you on for us? I want you to hear this so that uh, there she is. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. And I'm so glad you're you're our guest this, uh, today and uh, for this month because I know you have a very compelling story to tell, and I, I think it will help the people in our audience understand how to process uh, one's suffering and to be able to find a way through it and out of it. And uh, so uh, I'd like you to share a little bit about who you are now, and then we'll, when we get to interviewing you, you'll be able to go back and tell them what you were like when you were a child and what happened to you to suffer. So I'd, I'd like you to start by just uh, giving us who Susan Blue is right now. Uh, you're muted, Susan, so you have to unmute. There you go. There you go. Okay. Thank you. Currently, I am a cranial sacral therapist, and I am trained biodynamically, which is the model for those who would like to know that. And I also do a process that's called somatic trauma resolution, and it's based on the work of Dr. Peter Levine and his somatic experiencing. I have added my own pieces to it from um, many years of somatic studies to regain movement through my spine for spinal surgeries that I had as a teenager and to address some of the injuries that uh, really dinged my frame. So I have, um, I, my joke is I have an S for Susan in my spine. And so I've had to learn to do a lot of self-care and self-management because of the injuries that I had. And that's part of my story. Um, so I grew up in my towns as, as a young person. Well, let me just ask you a couple of questions yeah. before you go into that. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, obviously what you're saying is that it's out of your experiences that you learned some, how important the body was. And then you began studying how to help people access their body in a, a deeper way. And, and in doing that, you really uh, uh, were able to now, as a body worker, almost like give back to the, the people that you're serving uh, that uh, uh, you know what helped you, and now you're passing it on to others who can, they can help them. Okay, yes. so that's that's sort of, uh, uh, and and also what uh, you didn't mention uh, that I, I'm going to just add is that uh, Susan went through our training on trauma informed care as a practitioner. She became a, a certified practitioner in trauma informed care, and she's now applying that uh, in her body work which is an amazing uh, uh, skill because the body 
remembers what the trauma is. If the mind doesn't, the body will. And and so you're able to, through your body work and your working with your hands, you're able to help people access these traumas that are stuck in their body and release them. You want to say a little bit about that? Well, what you're saying is true. Um, a lot of times what we have is feelings of feeling weird in our body. And sometimes it might be in the chest, sometimes in the stomach, lower abdomen, or legs that don't relax. Um, those are areas of the body that are holding memories from the past and your ability not to feel safe or not to feel like you can run when you wanted to or you wanted to fight and you knew that um, it was not a smart move. And so one of the things that our body does, and this is the process of the nervous system, it'll put us in a freeze state we can't do what we want and we're not sure what we want to do next or how to meet the situation and sometimes we just go through it and we're kind of in a fog we feel like we might be two places at once or just kind of numb and dumb and these are really pretty typical things that people feel throughout their life and uh, the research work that's come out of uh, neural research about how our nervous system works, how it interacts with the different systems in our body, like your digestive system, your heart rate, right. your ability to breathe well. Um, well very good, very good, Susan. I think that. Yeah us understand it and we're going to now be at the end of our first uh, podcast and we'll pick it up with uh, the next podcast where we'll start interviewing you and asking you about what happened to you and as early, yeah. uh, as, early as you can remember don't start it yet till I finish uh, the the things that happened to you that caused you suffering that's where we're going to start after we take a short break so that's that wraps up this first episode of the end of suffering right. with Barry and Patricia. And we will see you back here next week and we'll hear more of Susan's story. This episode was brought to you by the Colorado Institute for Conflict Resolution and Creative Leadership. Find out more about these resources at wineholds.org. Dr. Weinhold is the author or co-author of 75 books on psychology, including his latest book, Get Real, The Hazards of Living Out of Your False Self, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and more. Patricia Raskin is the host of the nationally recognized program, The Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and is currently heard on voiceamerica.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. New episodes of Finding Hope, The End to Suffering can be found every Wednesday. If you like the show, please leave a review and give us a rating. 